0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the UGC Podcast. This is Abraham, and I'm with my brother, James. What's going on, guys? And today, we're going to talk about fear. 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 And it seems like in this time of dire pandemic horrificness, people are looking to inanimate objects for their comfort. And in this case, it's not a golden cow. In this case, it's not a celebrity or anything like that. In this case, it is everyone's beloved toilet paper. Boom. Yes. But also, it seems like most people in this time, we're we're in a Corona pandemic, right? Our president's announced it. The World Health Organization has announced it. And the first response that people have, fear. People turn to their fears that they won't have their toilet paper. I'm seeing more and more in the news. People are distressed. People, they don't know where they're going to get their next paycheck. right? They don't know where they're going to get their water. And ultimately, sure, your well-being, your physical well-being, your financial well-being, I'm not saying it's not important. But how about your eternal well-being?
1: Ah, maybe God is using this time to redirect everybody's focus back up into the sky, into that spiritual realm.
0: Exactly. I mean, the golden calf has turned into the white fluffy roll. People feel afraid. They feel like something's missing or they feel like something crazy is going to happen. And instead of turning to God, they're turning to these objects. So what are you Yeah, think, man. James?
1: It's funny. I think it doesn't matter if people stock up on toilet paper, water, or yeah. canned food. You know, just doing that is basically a primal reaction that's going to make them feel a little bit safer in the short term. But the real question is if we can keep this free market, keep producing toilet paper, water and canned food at the same rates. Mm. Right. And so anyways, I think that God is using this kind of time to it's almost like a test to see how much people rely on God versus just how much people are relying on the system around them to keep them going. When God takes some things away or shifts some things around in your life and it doesn't feel as comfortable and familiar that you can just fall back on the same lifestyle, maybe the same plans that you had laid out for your future that were dependent on that lifestyle continuing the way it is. Now, in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, some of the bottom-based most things are being taken away from us temporarily, right? Temporarily. And everybody's freaking out. Because they are relying on that system around them. And let's be honest, right? Has our country not drifted from God? Mm. Now, you know, it was almost like we don't need God, right? We don't believe in God. So now everybody turned to the system because technology and science and evolution obviously have advanced our society to a place of ultimate tolerance and unification and love and technological advancements to the point where the system will always run. Everybody will always be tolerant and loving of one another. And we can continue forward without God. Well, doesn't look like that's happening right now. <laughs> and this is just one example of something that could happen. Oh, that was there good. could always be a million things that could happen that would just throw society off the rails. right? And in those times, This is why you got to realize, too, this applies to everything, your job, your finances, relationships. Nothing is ever certain in life and nothing lasts forever. Nothing is ever set in stone. And if it is, then that stone will erode. It will crumble unless you stand upon the rock of Jesus Christ. So build your house upon that rock. Do not build a castle upon the sand because the waves are going to come crashing in and knock it down. So the idea is... We are living in some interesting times right now where we get to see the real insecurities of mankind when their basic needs, their basic necessities are taken away from them. Toilet paper, right? Can't buy it at the store, but he freaks out. Oh no, stock up more. The initial preppers go in, they buy more. Now the shelves are empty and now everybody else who wasn't taking it seriously at the beginning. Every time some toilet paper finally lands on that shelf again, they now have to hoard that. And so it's kind of this chain reaction ripple effect where everybody is freaking out more and more. It just shows that the first thing we run to is not God and it's not taking a step back and thinking about things. It's that we run to, oh, no, something is happening. We're not even sure how serious it is or how long it's going to last. Uh, we need to go grab a whole bunch of, doesn't matter about anybody else in my community, I'm going to go grab as much toilet paper, water and canned food off the shelves, worry about me and myself, and that will surely get me through. And everybody freaks out. It's not like this reaction of God is always in control so that there doesn't need to be an overreaction. Everybody is buying unnecessary amounts and they think that somehow that gives them this sense of security When, in fact, it's just throwing the system out of balance. It's throwing the free market system. The supply chain gets thrown out of balance. You know what I'm saying? This overreaction. So, and uh, that shows because they don't have this, like, you know, my initial reaction to this was like, okay, I probably need to grab, like, maybe just one extra thing from a grocery store the next time I go. But I didn't even get up and go right away. Because you know why? Because I'm like, you know what? God is in control. And this does not seem immediately and obviously serious. People's reaction make it more serious because you hoard and you selfishly hoard everything to yourself. Now that throws a supply chain out of whack. Everybody else has to now stock up because they're afraid.
0: Right. So, so now they're prepped and they have their toilet paper and they're sitting in their homes. Right. Because this is something that you could just read the news. This is something that we could be dealing with. For the next year and a half, depending on how serious this gets, and it's like a, what now? How am I gonna continue working? You know, when my job's at stake, mm. or how am I gonna provide for my children, or how am I gonna make sure that my future is okay? How am I gonna be able to save my career? You know, and all of
1: the logical steps that everybody took to ensure all of these things would be perfectly protected, and
0: right? Exactly. They got their future
1: laid out, and it's going to go a certain way, and then something like this happens to the entire world, and we remember that life, everything about your life is not in your control, right?
0: Exactly. You know, a lot of you aren't going to know what to do, and God listens to your prayers. You know, might I suggest... Maybe try reading some of Paul's letters. One of my favorite passages is Paul talking to the Philippians. And he says in chapter 4, here, I'll look it up. Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts And minds through Christ Jesus." And the great thing, the crazy thing about this passage and knowing this, is that this is a promise. God is a God who keeps his promises, right? And notice how much this is like logic. This is like you don't have to be anxious about anything, you don't have to be careful about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with Thanksgiving, with this kind of stuff, A, Plus B, plus C, let your request be made known unto God. And what's the result? What's the output? And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Very simple. You know, it's there there's a huge mysticization. H- how would we call it? It's it's a huge sense of scripture. Allegorization of scripture going on today. And before it has been allegorized, if you read the scripture just as is. You know, if you read the King James Bible, just as is, there are these powerful passages that all you need to do is have faith because look, this is a promise, right? This is what I suggest you turn to. Yes, your finances are important. Yes, all this stuff is important, but let's remember what is the most important, right? But, you know, people are worried and people are looking to their toilet paper. You know, there are lines,
1: Yeah, they're just panic buying.
0: (laughs) And you know what? Let's turn to God. Very simple point. But nonetheless, I think some people need to hear it, because I think there has been, as we've talked about before, there has been this emotionalization. I'm not dogging on emotions, but there has also been an emotionalization, a culturalization of the Church and of biblical teachings such that Many teachings that you'll get nowadays in many Christian books, in many sermons, aren't biblical at all. And what does the Bible say? Don't be anxious about anything.
1: And people are robbed of simple wisdom like this from the Word because of the allegorization of Scripture.
0: Mm.
1: What does the Bible say? Everyone will do what is right in their own eyes. And so they bring their own feelings and opinions to Scripture first right? And then they insert that into the scriptures, also called eisegesis. And so the opposite of that is exegesis. You set your personal preferences and your feelings aside, and you come to the word and you let God speak to you, right? Whatever he says, you take him at his word. So when God says something, unless he's making a point to be figurative and plain and simple it's okay to take it at face value to take it literally it's funny like we've lost the ability to do that because once again this goes back to a cultural aspect is we don't communicate directly anymore right this is a thing it's like a cool thing now it's like okay everything is indirect everything is a euphemism everything is an innuendo everything is a hint so that's such a when you do that all the time right people should also just as a side note if you're interested in this study up on Orwellian newspeak, Orwellian Mm. newspeak. Really look into that. It's interesting. And
0: read 1984. That's from
1: 1984. Yeah, from George Orwell. But it's definitely something that hinders people from being able to meet God in the Bible and believe what God says. Mm. And so they'll insert their own feelings and interpretation onto the word, right? Well, that's going to totally cloud the word and you're not going to hear what God has to say to you. It's the truth. And so, yeah, this is a problem though, because when some people are too direct and it's so funny, it's like, you could be direct about the simplest thing, like just the most simple thing. Right. But like the younger generations, I think it's like, they're so not used to that. And they've almost been taught that that method of communication is bad or something like you're not being socially, you're not being nice. Yeah, you're not being nice or something. It's, what? it's like, you know, you're being rude. It's like, no, you're just being direct, man. That's all it is. Oh, you you look, the inflection in your tone went up a little bit too much, like went up like a half step too much there. You you should have kept a more monotone way about saying that, less offensive tone or something. It's like, well, how about I just do this? You know, <laughs> like, Get, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I don't care because, you know why? Because that's silly. That's why, all right? So, and the point is that, When you're when you're direct with a lot of people these days, they'll make it a point to do the exact opposite of whatever you tell them or whatever you say. Right. Mm. So if I say something or if I watch other people who are in my eyes, just normal people, and if they say something direct, right, we live in a crazy culture where people will literally go out of their way to do the exact opposite of whatever that person just said, just to prove a point. That's how rebellious people don't realize that they have a spirit of rebellion over them. They hate the truth because the truth doesn't make them feel good because it requires them to grow up. Right. They hate that. They hate rebuke. They hate anything like this. What does the Bible say? All scripture is given for what? For reproof, for instruction and righteousness. These types of things. Right No, we don't want any of that. You bring your own culture and your own feelings to scripture and then you sit there, and you read the Bible, and you think that God has to meet you where you are. It's like, no, you need to meet God where God is, and then God will lift you up to his level. That's growth, okay? You're not trying, the purpose of the Christian walk is not to constantly grab onto God and pull him down, and that you refuse to grow. You refuse any kind of pain or something that makes you feel offended. You refuse all of that, and you just pull God all the way down to your level and force God to be down there with you when God says, hey, let me try to show you something. Let me try to teach you something. Let me try to show you something that will benefit you in the long run. But you might have to sacrifice, give something up in the short term, such as those feelings that are offended right now a little bit, right? Such as your ego that you thought you knew everything, but I'm going to show you that you don't know something right now from the scripture. People just will completely be blinded to that. It's like their eyes get glazed over, man. It's the spirit that glazes over their eyes and Now they look at a simple verse like that. They can't see that A plus B equals C. They can't see it. And so they're going to mysticize, allegorize scripture to match their preconceptions. And I've seen this happen with people who have doctrinal positions that they adopt before thoroughly studying scripture on their own and meeting God there and letting the Holy Spirit guide them through scripture. They'll identify with a doctrinal camp first and then they bring that wow. doctrine into the Bible. So that's why in my journey, in our journeys, right, Abraham, in our separate journeys, we ended up in the same doctrinal place, dispensationalism, King James Version. That's what's up outrights. And that's where God has led us. And it has been a long, detailed, thorough journey of studying through scripture. And so I hope this will eventually be revealed in future video Bible studies at UGC, and future UGC podcasts. All right, so right now we're in this interesting time where we're kind of all quarantined off as a nation and kind of as a world. And this is a great time for us to reflect and think about where we've placed emphasis in our lives, where we placed importance on things in our lives, right? And it all really can be traced back to yourself. And that's why people are responding by, hoarding toilet paper, water, canned food, to an unnecessary amount, to an unnecessary level. If they originally responded more even killed, that shows their reliance was never on the system. Oh, no, if I don't grab toilet paper right now, it might not be there next week. Please, if you believe in God, it'll be there next week. You know what I'm saying? And if it's not, God will provide an alternative. There will always be a way. See, that shows that God is not leading and directing these people's lives. It's the money. It's the system. It's the politics. It's the play the game. It's the A plus B equals C outside the Bible of how the A plus B of the world equals C of the world. All right? Y'all need to realize there is a spiritual realm that is higher than all of us. People have been ignoring this realm. The morals and values and fundamental basic standards of society have been crumbling 50 to 70 genders, whatever it is now, can't call it out because you're not being nice, right? Can't call it out because somebody will throw an SJW temper tantrum at you because you hurt their feelings, because God is now your feelings. And we need to respect, protect, caress, and defend everybody's feelings. You know what? I can definitely speak on this because I'm an artist and I'm a musician, all right? And I have. I have the ability to feel probably greater than most people because I'm an artist. That's just facts, man. You know what I'm saying? And I have the ability to empathize with others and sympathize with others as well. Right. But the thing is society has gotten so whack out of balance. So incredibly whack out of balance. Maybe this whole thing had to happen so that God could put everybody in timeouts, All right. And remember What is our purpose on this earth? It's not to just be making money and making your own path and forgetting about God and God's higher purpose for all of our lives.
0: Yeah, so it reminds me of uh, Romans right here, Romans chapter 1. When we take our time to reflect and when we look at what's going on, you know, this is a tremendous opportunity for growth, right? And the Bible, it says right here in Romans 1 verse 20, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. And toilet paper. They changed all this into toilet paper because the invisible things from the creation of the world, they're clearly seen. And at this point, when we're all potentially facing our mortality or the mortality of the people that we love, now's the time for you to start seeing the invisible things that are understood and not just blindly denying, just going, hey, there is no God. Because no, no, no proof, God must not exist, right? No. Now's the time to confront our mortality. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, and there
1: is evidence of the existence of God.
0: There is, but you, you know, people say all the time, there is no evidence, right? And you present certain arguments, like we did with evolution, right? The evolution, and we go boom. Like here's the evidence. It's like that's not evidence. What?
1: What they really do is they align themselves with the greater narrative, whichever narrative is more popular at the time, which is silly because the popular narrative is always changing. And by the way, the popular narrative today is flip-flopped upside down backwards from whatever the popular narrative was a couple decades back. Right here. So it's like you can't rely on something just because it's popular. You got to think for yourself, right? It's popular to go grab toilet paper right now off the shelves. Those people are being silly. All right. It's popular... To do all kinds of stupid things in life. Yeah, okay. So so. Does
0: it mean that they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into toilet paper?
1: <laughs> that's the new... Man, I'm telling you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Soft sheets of white gold. Yep. That's what it is now. Hard and to bottled get. water. Man, scarcity <laughs> and demand creates value. So toilet TP is at the top of the list right now. <laughs> oh, man. And you know, I went to go was- grab some toilet paper today, right? While it was raining. <laughs> it was raining outside. Well,
0: were you able to get it?
1: completely empty (laughs) you know i have plenty of toilet paper on me right now but you know what i'm saying it's like now because of the initial rush of all the people who are overreacting it creates this ripple effect that now the rest of us have to be like man y'all are so silly i have to go grab at least one extra one right i'm not going there to grab like four things of toilet paper so i could feel safe in my little hole (laughs) yeah but i'm doing this i'm going to grab one extra one right so it's raining and i look outside and i'm like you know what This means that less people are going to be out because everybody's been out the past couple of days because the sun is out. It's easy to go grab whatever you need to grab. So I went there and I knew they were going to be stocking the shelves because I spoke with a worker at the grocery store and they said, oh, yeah, we get shipments every day and we stock the shelves like all throughout the day. It's just it flies off the shelves. right?" And so I knew when it was raining, they're going to be stocking the shelves and there's less people in there, too. So this is like a great chance, you know, what I'm saying to slide on in there grab a toilet paper and bounce. And so I did that and all the aisles were just empty. And so <laughs> it just, you know, proves the ridiculousness of the situation.
0: Hey, it's, it's a great opportunity to wake up because, you know, who knows what more it might take for, for people who know that there's a God or people that don't believe in a God to sit down and reflect upon the fact that eventually you will die. We will all die. You know, and it it seems to be the farthest thing from so many people's minds. And you know what? Uh, A couple months ago, my dad, he was reasonably healthy. He'd done blue-collar labor his entire life. He looked 10 years, 15 years younger than anybody his age, right? And he goes to do an estimate, and boom, sudden cardiac arrest. And you can go just like that. Mortality is so... Fragile, you know?
1: That's right, man. And you know what? Most people are coming at life with the mindset of seeking after security. Yeah. And in fact, you got to be seeking after the truth. So yeah. Once you find out that there's a God, you let God handle your security. But you realize that God is going to put you on that spiritual battlefield, right? Sometimes he'll throw you in the deep end and you won't feel prepared. And... In those moments, you get trained up to realize life is uncertain. Life does not always feel secure, and you don't always know where your next sense of security is going to come from. But that teaches you to have faith and trust and rely on God to provide, that there is a higher power. We believe it's Jesus Christ. There is a higher power, and he's in control. And you yourself are not in control. And this life is not all about you and getting what you want and chasing after your own security. Oh, if I could just lock down that six-figure job, I'll be good for the rest of my life, man. You know, it's like everybody, if I could just get that promotion, I'll be good. You know, that's it. That's it. And then you get that and you're like, that's not it. Life feels empty, right? And now it becomes this routine and you're like, yo, what's next? You know why? It's because people are trying to fill that void with things like toilet paper and not God.
0: So there you go. Yeah. So, you know, I would suggest with all the stuff, all of your stock, build a fort, right? And go inside of that fort. And I encourage you to think about, really think about your mortality. Think about, hey, you know, have I never really considered this before? And I highly encourage you to pray because ultimately the toilet paper will be used. Ultimately, it will all go down the toilet. Right. Just like all of our lives, our bodies age and they die or they get diseases and they die or
1: from dust we came and unto dust we shall return. Exactly.
0: Her. Or like my father, sometimes you just go just like that instantly. You know, yep. so you take this as an things. opportunity.
1: You know, it's funny, man. It's like most people are chasing that security, security, security. And then one day they just die and then they look back on their lives when they're standing up in heaven. And they're going to go, what was I doing the whole time? I should have been living during that moment when I was chasing security, during that moment when I was presenting myself from living out for God because I was worried about my security. Each and every one of those opportunities I had to stand out for Christ, I used it to fortify my habits in living securely. When I should have been giving up my security to God, and living out for the Lord Jesus Christ. And then what God does is he'll test you and put you on this interesting journey in life, right? Now you'll see that one of the first things God does is put you in places that are uncertain almost all the time until you actually let go of that that desire for security. You gotta let go of that. And then when you finally do, now God goes, oh, now I can promote you to the next level. Now I can use you on a higher level to reach more people and have an influence over more people and actually feel fulfilled about doing that because you're doing it for the right reason, because you're doing it for the truth. You're not just doing it for views or you're not just doing it for sensational reasons. You're not just doing it so that more people like you and you're not doing it for a sense of security, job security, paycheck security, get more money. That's going to make more people like you. It's all centered to you, you, you see real joy comes from your ability to serve God. Number one. And then God will train you and give you a personality which, which then he can use your talents, your gifts, your abilities, your skill sets to then truly help other people. And those two things are more fulfilling than having a sense of security with a fortress of toilet paper or too much bottled water or canned food or whatever it may be. Far greater, far greater. And so when these moments hit, For me, because God has, I don't know about you, Abraham, God has been putting me through a lot of crazy stuff just in these past few years. He's been bouncing me around, having me connect with and reach different kinds of people, right? And teaching me all kinds of things in all kinds of tough times, valleys. Then he'll put me on a mountain for five seconds and put me back in the valley, right? So God has been showing me all kinds of things this whole time. And When this moment, this Corona stuff hit, I was like, you know what? This is just the next thing, man. Like this doesn't even seem like a difference to me because of everything I've been going through, all this growth is like, this is just what is, okay, next step. But for most people, it must be this big shock because they themselves have not been walking with God, right? They might be saved individuals, but they're living their life out with that mentality of security. You know, Half me, half God. I'm not giving it up to you, God, because I want this. I know that there's a logical way that the world does things. If I go to college and I get a degree and I get this six-figure job eventually and I get married to the person that I want to, everything will be fine and dandy and the toilet paper will always be there on the shelves. Well, now it's gone. What are you going to do about that? You know what I'm saying? So here we are. And it makes me kind of happy, actually. You know, not, okay, let me just caveat this. I'm not happy if people are getting sick and stuff. That's not the point. Don't try to twist my perspective on this. What I'm saying is it makes me happy that on a broader scale, God can work in and around these moments of life, right? So that is ultimately the message here, guys.
0: Abraham? This has been the Underground Church Podcast. Goodbye.